Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message. I told Ben on the way here, just out of the blue, Holy Spirit was speaking to me about leaving it alone. And I'm always asked, telling my kids they get hurt. I'm like, they're picking at their scabs. And I'm like, leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Like, it won't get better. And I had this little burn on my hand from a straightener. And um, it, when it starts to heal, it starts itching. And you just want it. You're just like, oh, you want to scratch it. And you're just, so I would, you know, I'm like, put a bandaid. So I would leave it alone. But Yahweh designed us. He's designed, he always has a plan of restoration and of healing. And he's designed our bodies to heal if we leave it alone. And Holy Spirit was speaking to me about that today. You know, we just need to leave it because even in a, a horrible storm that, you know, Yahweh didn't like plant this for us to have, you know, Yahweh never intends for us to get scrapes and hurt. It does, it's not like, it's not necessarily his plan, but he always has a plan of redemption and restoration and healing. So we say today, Yahweh, this battle is yours and we give it to you and we trust in your plan of restoration and healing. And we say today that we leave it alone and that it is, and we trust you, Yahweh and your plan and your full yes. healing and restoration to us. <laughs> and we cannot sing. Uh, Eva just reminded me when we were singing that song. And just like if you think about it in this context, but uh, she, one time I guess we were we we're riding in the car and, and this happens a lot, but you know. Frank soaks everything up. I mean everything. And this song started to play on the radio, and but it was kind of quiet, and we were talking, and in the background you just hear little Frank. All my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. And I was reminiscing today, every breath that I'm able, and in those last days that Daddy could still speak, His hands were always lifted. He was always just reminded of the goodness of his life. He never forgot it. He never quit saying it. And I'm thinking about this little life. And all of his life. His three years of life. Awesome. That's all he knows. It's the goodness of our God. And Daddy at 89, 88 was saying lifting those arms and his arms were still strong I don't even know how he kept them up we didn't even hold them up and he just kept saying Yahweh you've been so so good to me and he had that's our that's what we should be in is everything in that song about earlier about being in the middle he's always in the middle and I, at first I'm thinking 
Whereas Yahweh doesn't, he doesn't change positions to get to us. He doesn't compromise the truth to get to us. But because his presence is in him, he is everywhere. He is in the middle of our things, even when we feel like we are destitute. He is in the middle there. He didn't compromise to get there. Because his goodness is so great, and it abounds every circumstance. His presence is within us everywhere. He's always right in the middle. You you think about people and say, man, they're always right in the middle of a success or they're right in the middle of failure. They're right in the middle of a storm. They're right in the middle of an argument. I'm like, he's there. His presence, he cannot be anywhere but in the middle. He is within us. Remember that even in your darkest moments, our praise always has to be to him. Thanking him for everything he has done in our lives. We must come with a spirit of thanksgiving. Steve and I were talking yesterday about even in the, the place that we are all in and been in. And we've talked about it many times. And sometimes you think, wow, it's just, I don't even know. I mean, it's like, but then we go, what do we know? What do we know? We know that he is in the middle of us, no matter where we are. That's what I know. That's what I know. That's what I stand on. That's when my hands are frail. I'm going to be lifting them saying, thank you, Yahweh. Thank you for what you've given me. And in those little lives, I'm going to say, I hope they have, we've imparted to them to say, in all of my life, in all of my three years, he's always been faithful. He, he'll be saying that when he's 90 years old too, Mark. Amen. And that story just, and that makes me think of, I mean, little Frank can sing that song because apostles sing that. Because he was faithful to see in in his whole life that Yahweh was faithful. And so then, then my parents got to walk in something like that. And then I got to walk in something like that. And my boys get to walk in something like that. And if you ever question if this moment right here is important... Man, it's not about us. From glory to glory and generation to generation, His Word lives on. Stronger today than yesterday. It's going to be stronger tomorrow than it was today. His mercies are new every morning, and there's a grace here. There's a grace here this morning to, that He wants to impart into us because we've come with hearts of thankfulness. Oh man, I, I, I've, this week I, I have been overcome with thankfulness. Thanksgiving is in my heart in a way that I have, I mean, I've felt it before, but I feel it so much this week. And I, I don't know if, if I'm the only one, I don't think I am from the amens here, but, but there's a, I, I've been out painting build, this building behind us and I've, and I've just been sitting there and just thinking and reflecting on the goodness of Yahweh in a time like this. Me and Donna were talking, we were sitting there painting, and we're like, you remember that time, like right after the storm, and that craziness that happened, and this, and we're like, oh, Lord, thank you, Yahweh, we're here today. But you know what, in that moment I was saying, thank you, Yahweh, I'm here today. And and, and no matter what happens, I'm going to be saying, thank you, Yahweh, that I'm here today, because as long as there's breath in my lungs, I'm meant to be here. And as long as I'm I'm here. You're here with me and among me, among us, this family. 
But I'm just, I, I'm so thankful. I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about things that have been happening within this family that maybe we don't know about. And I've, I've said this before, and, um, but Andre and Pedro recently had surgery, heart surgery, and, uh, and the report is great. The report is good. It was textbook. It was, it was awesome. And, and I rejoice with them that that stress and that weight and that pressure and that anxiety of that going through that is gone. And, you know, would it be better that they didn't go through that? That they could have just been, yeah, but guess what? You know what What both of those men have right now is a testimony that will glorify Yahweh. I promise you if you tell them. And we have new life today, Mike and Evelyn Barr. You know, those in our family are rejoicing. A kingdom son was born into this, into this earth and... and and Micah will do amazing things through his faithfulness of his grandparents and the faithfulness of his parents. And we rejoice, and I'm thankful in that. I'm thankful for the lives that are coming. I'm thankful for my baby that's right there that's with us today. And I'm, I'm just overjoyed. And, and I was thinking, and y'all can be seated if you want to. I don't care if you stand. I love how quickly when I say that, everybody's like, Ugh. thank God he said that. But you know, uh, it'll be, this next month will be a year since Eva and I have been seated in this place. And, and so it causes me to reflect on a lot. I mean, it feels like it's been about 40 years, if I'm honest. We fit an, a 40 year worth of ministry into a year. Um, but he's been faithful through it all. There's no question. But I, you know, Stephen Sherrill, I've been, I've been thankful for y'all. Because before we sat in this seat, y'all carried a burden, not because you just wanted to and you had to but because you believed in the generations to come. You believed in this ministry. You believed in this family. And, and it's worth going up to them and hugging their neck and saying, thank you for bridging the gap. Thank you for believing in us and believing the ongoing word of this ministry. They lost. They lost in a time like that. But Yahweh's restored and is going to bring even more back to you abundantly for your faithfulness. But there's things that we don't even know that they had to walk through. Troubles that they had to walk through that we didn't have to. We just showed up and we came. And, and Miss Shirley as well. My gosh. The epitome of faithfulness to us and to her husband and to the, this ministry. I'm not, I'm not just thankful today because... Because of, uh, because I'm just here. I'm I'm so thankful in reflection of. Uh, it's so easy for me to enter into the gates with thanksgiving because I'm I'm in this moment in a time like this. I'm reflecting on how thankful I am of all that has happened and all that has come before me and all that has happened before this moment right here where I'm speaking to get me to this moment right here where I'm speaking. And I'm overjoyed and I'm and y'all don't see ever. 
You don't get to see, you know her and you love her, and you, but you don't see what the burdens that I carry, she helps me carry. And there's times where I need to just get away. I need to, and she's so, I mean, she takes those boys and she lets me get away and she lets me, she lets me carry some of this stuff and, and, and do what I've got to do. And she's so faithful to me and faithful in a time like this. And if she wasn't right here, I wouldn't be right here. And this wouldn't look the same way. And there's two men that I have, I've been thinking of this week that I'm extremely, extremely thankful for, and they probably won't ever hear this, but I tell them as much as I can anyways how thankful I am for them. But a lot of you didn't know because they were behind the scenes. They did this, you know, in the, in the very beginning they were around, but you haven't heard a lot of them. But Apostle Aaron Smith and Apostle Damon Thompson have walked me through such difficulties in this year and put their neck out for me and 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 pleaded my case and stood stood in the gap for me and held my hand and 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 prayed over me I sat on the phone for an hour with Damon the night after the storm I was in Nashville and my initial thing was was I I mean this is great like there's gonna we're gonna band together in this and we all kind of had that thing but all of a sudden I had this moment that night where it hit me of what our county has walked through and what this means, getting reports of what happened to these buildings and all that could, all that could happen from this. We could not be here. We, we... And I sat on the phone with Damon and I just sobbed. I sobbed, man. I just, I just cried and he just let me cry and he just he spoke life over me. And he said, man, it is, it is going to... Yahweh did in a moment, what would have taken 10 years. I know you can't see it today, but one day you will stand and say, faithful is he who calls me, who also will do it. And he's in all of this and he's flowing through a moment like this. And I'm, I'm, I'm overjoyed and I'm thankful this morning. But it it is it's a it's a good day you know when Evan and I were driving up we're we're uh we we're like we're coming from that that way and um and there's it started to rain and we're like oh lord are you serious and then we get here and it's pouring rain and you know of course we don't I mean it's kind of like our how we are and hopefully this will change one day but maybe it won't just funny but it's like we'll get here it'll be ten o'clock no one's here. 10, 15? Oh, hey, <laughs> y'all do still come here. That's cool. Um, no, but it's like, it, it's like the, the, the rain's pouring in. It's kind of cold, and we've, and we've kind of just kind of trudged through, it seems like, at times. But then once, it's like to get here, we trudge through. But when we're here, I just feel the glory so thick, and I'm so happy that I made it here. But, but there's a point in this time that I've felt and, and there's and there's a point in what is to come, and uh, we we had I talked to you um, the last time I, I think I gave an update on the buildings. I told you that there was a we had an issue with this building that I refer to as the Ark, which was going to be kind of our hub uh, where we went to um, as we kind of paused and, and and waited to see what Yahweh wanted to do with the, with the buildings, how we wanted it to look, and not just try to go in there and restore something, but but to see what he wants us to build. 
and, and what he wants his kingdom to look like and, and how it needs to not just spend our times trying to, to restore what was, but to, to bring about what the new thing, what, what he wants it to look like. And so that was that, you know, that was where we were, that was kind of the setup. A lot of you know the story of, of the ark and I won't say the whole thing, I don't think, but you know, I, uh, but we, thankfully, and I, I just I just saw him drove off. But you know, Glenn Strickland stepped in and helped us, and and uh, and then we had structural engineers come in there, and we've got this place back, and we're and we are building, and there's a fresh coat of paint on it, and it's white, it's not peach, or like I like to say, another shade of brown. Like it is, it, it's 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 new, and and there's and it's it's awesome. Don't let the outside kind of deceive you into thinking that we have a small little building. We're gonna get it's just wait. It's exciting. It's very, very, and I, I can't, I don't, I don't know exactly why, I do and I don't know exactly why I'm so excited about that building, and we are really close. If you went inside, you might not say really close, but we are really, really close, and I would give you my date, but I still, uh, I want Jerry Goodman to continue to come here and be a part of the staff, so I'm not going to say that. Um but we're really, really close, and we're going to have a, a, an, an amazing, an amazing, really amazing building, and it's going to be new, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to look different than we've ever been used to, and, and I'm thrilled about it. I cannot wait for us to, to, to get in there and to see it. And um, anyways, I, you know, it, this is what I love about that building, and I'm just talking. Maybe that's why I just sat like this today, but I'm just talking. You know what I love about that building? is like David, it was an afterthought. It wasn't even an afterthought. It wasn't a thought at all. Y'all know, I, I mean, I walked around with the, with the general contractor at the, right after the storm, and I was, I was irritated like he kept wanting to go into that building. He kept, we need to go in, let's just see, that's a good center block building. It's like, dude, fuck, bring me a demolition team and knock that thing over. It's like a it's just been a storage shed. It was an old preschool. It's small. It's, I mean, what are we going to do? Just be able to put our music equipment in there or something like that. And I had this bad attitude about it, honestly. But Yahweh set me up in, in the, the weeks before leading. I guess I am going to tell the whole story, so y'all just sit in and enjoy. Um, but the, the, the weeks before leading up to this, um, to, to that moment, before the storm, I, I had been, <laughs> the internet was out in that building, and I was down where the children's ministry desk is, and there was a book of, a coloring book of Noah's Ark sitting there. And I just sat there and was like, you know, that's one thing I would never touch. You know, I'm not going to speak about Noah's Ark. That's, that's a definitely, if you, there's a children's ministry story, Noah, Noah's Ark is the children's ministry story. And, but I just kept going, it kept drawing me to that. And so I was like, man, is Yahweh trying to show me something about, is there something I need to look at? But I really just kind of laughed it off and you know, whatever about it. Um, but then I get in the, in the plane to go to South Carolina to, uh, to see Damon for, uh, for his conference. And I wanted to turn on his podcast because I hadn't listened to him in a little while. I want to make sure I was caught up to what, you know, what the flow would be. And I turn on that, I sit down, finally get my seat and everything. And I turn on that podcast and the first thing he says is he said, I just had a dream and I was face to face with Noah. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, you know, there's those moments where you're like, I think Yahweh's speaking to me. And then there's those moments where you're like, 
I'm listening. I'm all ears. This is ridiculous. He is speaking to me. And he was obviously speaking to me, and, and his message was talking about the storm that sinks most people, actually elevates Yahweh's kingdom people. And he, in that day when I left, when I, when I walked out of that building, I actually had to leave early um, to catch my flight on a Sunday, and I, was, and I was getting up to leave, and I was in the middle aisle, and anybody that's ever been to Carolina Revival or has seen it on Facebook Live or whatever, there's a lot of people in there, and people are sitting on the floor, and they're you know, in this building. It's amazing. It's really, really cool. But I, so I'm kind of trying to sneak out of the front, um, you know, and, and I get down the aisle kind of like this. It's just, and Damon stops me, Apostle Damon. Really, he's an, he's an apostle. And, and we'll talk about later on. It's, you know, we're not, a, we, I, I don't want there to ever, there to ever be this idea that we aren't about the fivefold ministry and apostles and all that kind of stuff. Like we, we believe in the foundation that got us here. And there's, there's that, that is absolutely vital in so many places. So I just, just anyways, I'm not going to even get into that. Um, but, but apostle Damon stopped me in the, in the middle and, and he started to speak to me and talking about that that word was for me. And now remember this was pre-storm. This had not, the storm had not happened. You know, I was, I was worried about remodeling the lobby. <laughs> what? Yeah, that was Sunday and the storm was Wednesday. So had no idea. In fact, Eva and I were driving around on Monday, and we were driving out to Destin with the boys, and uh, and all of a sudden the gas stations are packed. I'm like, "What is going on? Is there some kind of storm coming?" <laughs> yeah, about to change your life, son. Um, just a little one. <laughs> Anyways, and so so that takes place, and and so I'm so now fast forward to where I was talking about this building over here is I'm. I'm, I'm, you know, and here's the thing about Noah's Ark and what, you know, Damon's point in a lot of places were. And really, if you just read about the story is that the Ark was about a righteous seed, a righteous seed starting a completely something new. It's a new thing, a new civilization, a new, a new glory, you know, he wipe a washing clean of what has been and all the junk and everything else and bringing up a righteous people, a righteous seed to plant, to start something new. And, uh, and so, so we fast forward and we're here and I'm walking around this building, these buildings with a bad attitude about everything and just overwhelmed really just about what, you know, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And we, and he's trying to get me to go, this, this contractor's trying, he's trying, he's trying to get me to go in this building. And I'm like, man, I don't even have, I don't know, honestly, I haven't been in that building since I was probably a kid. I don't have a key to that building. You know, I, I don't, I don't know who does. I think one person like Pastor Jeff has a key and, it's, you know, I don't, I can't get in there. I don't even know if it works. I just know it's storage or whatever. He's all right. And so we're walking through and we kept, kept coming up on this building and he would just, just let, I just want to look in there. Man, what is your deal with that? Like, do you go here and I don't know you? I mean, like, what is the deal? And he just keeps pushing, keeps pushing. and And we walk around, I'm, I'm ready to walk him to his car and we walk around this in between these two buildings over here. Here comes Pastor Jeff popping around. And uh, he's got a key. 
And I'm like, my gosh. All right, look, dude, we'll go. Let's peek in there. You know, give me a mask. And uh, the funny thing is his key won't work on this door. His key won't work on that door. But on the other side, we finally get the key to work. And where we open that door, I open it up. And on the wall is a mural of Noah's Ark. Like, that's, that's funny, but it's real, and it makes the kingdom real, and it makes the spirit real in a times like that. And when you can see him all in your life, and you can see him all in a moment, and you know he's leading you even in the midst of a storm, man, something rises up in you that says, I can keep going. I can move forward. And this thing isn't stopping, and we're not sinking. We're being elevated in a moment like this. And so I, so I look at this thing, and I go, I don't know what this building will be. At that moment, I didn't go, oh, yeah, let's, it just basically saved it from being demolished, honestly. I just said, there, there's something significant about this place. And I tried, and I tried to restore, and I tried to make things happen with these buildings. And, you know, we looked at, you know, insurance possibilities and FEMA or us just paying for it and all the different things that it would take to do this. And it was stress after stress and wall after wall. And it kept pushing me and leading me to finally look at that building and go, what about there? What about that? What about that building? And it started to click, and Yahweh started to, to put a grace on us to go after that. And I didn't know what it, if it was going to be temporary. I don't know if it's going to be. I don't even know today what it's going to be, but I do know this. It's a new thing. That's something that Yahweh is starting, a new thing. And, and, uh, and it's not time yet. It's close, but it's not time. But it makes, it makes this moment right now in what Laura Jordan so beautifully named the tabernacle that sets us up for the new thing. That sets us up. And, I've, and because of that, I, I spent this morning looking at the tabernacle of David and what it looked like and what it was about and the importance of the tabernacle of David. And I just want to read real quick, and I won't keep you too long. This is 1 Chronicles 15.1. It said, David built houses for himself in the city of David, and he prepared a place for the ark of God and pitched a tent for it. Then David said, no one may carry the ark of God but the Levites, for Yahweh has chosen them to carry the ark and to minister before him forever. Now listen, we talk about we're after the order of Melchizedek, and it's not about the Levitical order, and I Sometimes that stuff goes over my head, and, and you just want to say, man, I'm, I'm just here to worship Yahweh, all right? Like, don't know about all that stuff, like, but there is, there's, there's beauty in the fact of knowing who you are and knowing what you do have access to, so sometimes I do just have to apply my heart to understanding this, but I, but, but walk with me, those that are very, like, we're not of the Levites, just Chill for a second and, and listen to this. Listen to the importance of, of what brought us here. But it says that the Levites were there to minister before him forever. Last week I started to talk about our, how I've, I believe that our gathering, our expectation is about ministering to him, not ministry to people. And that this people is about a ministry to him, 
Does that make us a Levitical people? No. It, it, but this is, there's, there's, there's generations here. There's something that we came from. There's something that's within us. And so then you skip over. It says, uh, this, is, this is where I just, sometimes I have difficulty with, the, with, with praise and worship. And I think that maybe other people do. And it's because I'm like, you know, I understand like we're singing songs to Yahweh, but like, what, what is that? You know, we're playing music and singing and stuff. And, and I, Yahweh's brought me to the importance of it, that this, this is a, this is a, a, a heavenly sound that he loves the sound. He loves music. There is a way of worship. It's what's we're wired with that frequency. And it talks about, so David, David gets this. He, he has, uh, instruments of music, stringed instruments, harps and cymbals, uh, by raising the voice, well, I skipped over here. It says, then David spoke to the leaders of the Levites to appoint their brethren to be the singers accompanied by instruments of music, stringed instruments, harps, and cymbals by raising the voice with resounding joy. The singers were Heman, Asaph, and Ethan were to sound the cymbals of bronze. And then there was accompaniment of many people. I can't say their names most of the times, but it says they were to accompany them with strings and with harps. And there was Chaniah, who was the leader of the Levites, who was instructed was a, was the instructor in charge of the music because he was skillful. And so he left Asaph and his brothers there before the Ark of the Covenant of Yahweh to minister before the Ark regularly as every day's work required, twenty four seven. And what's the importance of this is that I, I believe that David saw and tapped into something. He, he understood that there was, there was such, it was precise, it was organized, it was, it was calculated. And I, and I think that David always kind of almost wanted to be a Levite, but he was a king. He, was, he wasn't even of that. And he, he always, he, he, he would write Psalms and send it back to this. And the tabernacle of David, actually, when it's all said and done, he was kind of the financier of the whole thing. But it says that he had, there was 4,000 gatekeepers, or people making sure, like, operations managers and everything went good and security and whatever else, guitar tuners. There was 4,000 musicians 4,000 musicians, 288 singers. So we have 4,000 gatekeepers to make sure everything's operating right. We have 4,000 musicians and we have 288 singers. All there for the one thing. Constantly worshiping Yahweh in the tabernacle before his presence. For 33 years. And you know, I I was reading something that said the cost of that, what David funded, was $100 billion in today's money. That's what David believed in. That was David's tabernacle. So we read about David and all the armies that he defeated and all the mighty feats that he went through. And then we say in the tabernacle of David and then blah, 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 blah. Like, that was David's heart. And Yahweh called him a man after his own heart. And Yahweh chose to let Yeshua come from the lineage and bloodline of David. 
And what happens, what I believe, is we have access to more than even that. It says that that these these are uh, singers and head. These are the singers, heads of the fathers' houses of the Levites, who lodged in the chambers and were free from any other duties, for they were employed in that work day and night. He literally employed, housed, fed, paid for people to sit in the tabernacle and to worship Yahweh day and night, night and day, day and night, night and day, constantly. And so when we come together and we lift up a shout and we rejoice and we sing a song, I think David realized, okay, there's a moment, there's a moment where things are tough and rough, and I don't know exactly how. I've got a timeline here. I've got a deadline, and there is that option, and there is an army here that is coming for my head. But he, you know what sounded better to him? Your goodness is running after. It's running after me. Your goodness is running after. It's running after me. With my life laid down, I surrender now. I give you everything. Your goodness is running after. It's running after me. And there's something about that that stirs the Father. There's something about when we come together in, in worship, and we, it's, not, it's not about Him going, dance for me, twirl around, hit a cymbal. It, it's about us opening our hearts to Him. It's about us as a... And what, what I love about this is that it was all centered around family. It talks about Asaph, Asaph and his, and his brothers, I believe. He man and his sons, like the it was all the leaders all had their family involved in it, and the worship was all centered around family worshiping Yahweh, and I believe that we have we are in a tabernacle of David style moment right now. All we focused is 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 on the one thing. I, I feel like I told Eva this morning. I, I feel like I just keep saying the same thing. Sometimes I'm like. Do I really need to get up there and say the same thing again? And the answer is yes. I'm going, to con- I'm going to continue for us to focus and harp on the one thing. One thing hath I desired of the Lord. One thing that will I seek, that I might dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, that I might behold his beauty and inquire in his temple. Like that was what came out of this movement. And if you think about David, I can just see David on the battlefield sitting there like fighting and doing all this stuff and then sitting, going and writing down some lyrics and then getting out there and fighting again and writing some lyrics down. And he sends, he sends these Psalms to the tabernacle and commands them to start worshiping in this. And this is what he's speaking to me. Sing this song to him. This will be beautiful to the Father. And, and, and you know, a lot of those psalms came from those 33 years, the, the book of Psalms. And you know how many songs we actually sing today that came from his worship movement, his revival of a time like that? And you know how many revivals came from him, just, just th- them going back to those Psalms and going back to the way that David did things, and it just continued. It, it, it sparked a generation to generation, a glory to glory that Yahweh put in David's heart in a time that he really... It didn't really make sense how he was doing things. And so then we move on to Yeshua who comes from. 
from the bloodline of David. And here's where that king-priest thing comes from. Here's where you go, you had, you had David who was a king but kind of wanted to be a priest. And then you have Yeshua who comes as a king and a priest. And it's what we have access to. And what I mean by king and priest, not to get above and be like whatever, but you, a priest is that that comes before. You know, we've talked about the in and the out. The priestly duties of coming before him and worshiping is the going in before the Lord. To go in before him as a priest. To go in before him as a worshiper. And from that position, he sends us out. He sends us out as a king that we can walk in both. And the more I study the life of Yeshua, the less I, I've focused on the miracles and the signs and the wonders. You know what starts to speak to me? Luke 5.16 speaks to me. And it's right after the, a leper had come and been healed by Yeshua, had asked him to heal him, and he heals him, and he said, basically he's like, dude, okay, now keep it quiet. Don't tell anybody. But the leper's like, I just got healed. Like, I'm going to say something. I can't keep this one a secret. And he goes and tells everyone. But Luke 5.16 comes right after that, and it says, So Yeshua himself, as he often did, withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. And then you read more in Matthew about Yeshua going into the grain fields alone, his disciples far off. Or multiple times throughout the New Testament, Yeshua escaping to the lake to sit by the lake by himself or going to the mountain. And to me, it's a different expression of what David was doing in the tabernacle. It, it, was, it was him being able to, you know, we think of Yeshua as someone who just walked around with this authority and just like, man, you're healed and you're healed and, you know, follow me and all this. And, man, he was, he was, he, he defined spiritual authority and what he walked in when he said, I do nothing apart from the Father. That was spiritual authority. It was not a given. It was nearness. Nearness that generated authority. You know? In that generates the out. Priest that generates the king. And so I, so I believe that we are gathering in a time of David's, uh, the Rockabay County's tabernacle. That when we come together and you know, that the ark over there it will be a new thing but centered around the one thing the one thing gets us to the new thing in our own life you know if yeshua needs to walk away and get by the lake guess what you need to do if david employed Four thousand, almost 10,000 people to worship him day and night. There's something to that. 
There's something to the sounding of a trumpet. There's something to the, the clashing of the cymbals, whether you like it or not. There's, there's a reason why you sing the songs. There's a reason why we come together and worship him as a family, because it's how he designed us. It's what resonates with him. In the heavenlies, they're sitting there with these, these harps that are playing and worshiping him and saying, holy, holy, holy. And here on earth, we gain access. We open a gate when we come before him. And, and it's our song that gets sung. I love that you guys stepped away this morning and just let us sing. And there just comes a sound that bubbles out from, from within us that just, it's thanksgiving. It's an action. It's thanksgiving and it's opening a gate to the supernatural. And I'm going to tell you today that I, I think we've walked in the, the idea of impossibility for too long. I remember a time as a kid where nothing was was impossible. Absolutely nothing. Everything that I thought I could achieve was right there ahead of me. And I'll tell you, even in a time when I remember being in, in, in church here and an apostle talking about that, an apostle talking about, I just felt like there was nothing that was impossible. There, we, there was an expectation. My mom and dad are in Nashville, and they sent me this, my mom sent me this thing because she knew I'd like it, but it said, she said, I was listening to your message from last week, and I, and this, this kind of summed it up for me, and um, it said, you, you haven't, you didn't come this far to only come this far, and Yahweh didn't bring us this far so that we could only come this far. And I believe that out of this and out of the one thing will be birthed a new thing in this people. That this thing is absolutely bigger than we have ever could have imagined it to be. And it's not just to have more people. And it's not just, it's to bring the glory of Yahweh to this county and to this earth. And there's going to be a movement that happens on this dirt, in this land, that this no one has seen before. I believe that with my whole heart. And there's a purpose in us coming together for the one thing. And it's going to generate that in and then the out into the new thing. And as we as we enter into the ark here soon and in Again, not going to give the date, but it's coming up. But as we get into the, into the ark, there's significance. Man, I can tell you I don't put my trust or faith or anything else in a building. I've learned not to in a time like this. But there is significance. There's a reason there was a pause and a setback. There's a reason where he said, not yet. And so many times in our lives, there's now and not yet moments. The kingdom has come and is coming. And we will walk in a time, and we are walking in a time, where the impossible, I mean, there's, all things are possible through Yahweh. All things are possible through Yahweh. Oh, I know, I know, I've heard that scripture a bunch of times. You know what, I care not to, to learn one more scripture that I can't actually live so when I read things like all things are possible through Yahweh, all things, that doesn't mean some things, that means all things, that impossible does not exist in the kingdom. And that's good news for us. That is good news for the kingdom of Yahweh. That is good news for your situation. 
And he did not bring us this far to only bring us this far. This thing is a keep moving forward moment. This is relentless forward motion that you can't stop, that I can't stop, that this world can't stop. And there is a new thing being birthed out of Bay County, Florida, because of those that have become come before us, because Apostle Ball could raise his hands and say, faithful are you who called me, who also will do it. And that, that my little boy can sit there and say, and say I, I, all my life you've been faithful. Like this is, this is huge. And I want to light a fire again within us. If you've ever believed in this thing, believe again. If you've ever been fired up, even a little bit in this time, or in this place, in this ministry, get really fired up now. And if you ever, 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 ever doubted if this thing would continue... I'm absolutely here to tell you that this thing is going on and is going to be bigger and better, not because of us or because of me, but because Yahweh has given this place and this family the grace to move forward into something that's new. And we absolutely, absolutely are moving forward with authority and kingdom, kingdom glory in Bay County and in this earth. And I thank you for believing in this. And I thank you for coming and being faithful even when it's raining and even when it's cold and when it's not even easy because I'm telling you we're moving forward into some great days. Great days are here and great days are coming. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information on The Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org.